0: Hi, this is Shane Gibson's sales podcast from closingbigger.net. This podcast is part of a series of podcasts from the July 26th Blogathon for Charity. It's a 24 hour blogathon I'm doing with a dozen other bloggers organized by Miss604.com, and it's to raise awareness of charities of our choice. So every half an hour for the last 24 hours, I've been blogging, which means I haven't slept much. But I'd like you to check out ClosingBigger.net, especially if this is July 26th, where you can make a pledge today to this charity, the MSMF Foundation that I've chosen, where we're building a school in India to help underprivileged children in rural areas. So today's podcast is about running effective sales meetings. This comes from a question forwarded to me by one of the people who made a contribution. And as we look at this, I think it's a good question because, you know, how do I run an effective sales meeting? As sales managers, you know, as a salesperson, as a top producer, as we move into sales management, sometimes it feels like it's a logical leap, but it also is a very different process and a different skill set than being a top producing salesperson. One of the skill sets is the ability to run effective meetings, train our people, develop our people, engage them. No one wants to go to a boring sales meeting. Sales meetings can either, either be very powerful or very negative in an organization depending on how well they're run. So here's some thoughts, some quick thoughts on running effective sales meetings. Number one, publish your agenda in advance. This lets people know what to expect and it also helps you market the upcoming sales meeting. One of my suggestions, too, would be to get input in advance from staff if they have issues they want to bring up and let them know that, you know what, if they haven't put it forward for the agenda, they're going to have to wait for next time to cover it. One of the reasons I suggest this is so you can control the direction of the meeting to make sure it's in a positive direction and deal with some major issues that maybe have to deal, be dealt with one-on-one instead of in front of a group, for instance. Also, focus on common challenges and issues, which kind of goes along with what we talked about here just a second ago, and that is, during sales meetings, our goal is to leverage. So, in other words, we don't want to deal with an issue that is only an issue for one salesperson, let's say out of 20. What we want to do is deal with common issues that most people are having where we can increase capacity of the entire group and leverage our time instead of coaching people one-on-one. Also, know in advance what commitments you want from the team. So know what commitments, movements forward, changes in behavior you need. If we look at coaching, what coaching really is, is a series of small behavioral shifts over time, over several meetings. And these small commitments of behavioral shifts between the coach and the person being coached creates an overall increase in productivity. Well, group sales meetings can be a form of group coaching. And so what you want to do is look at, over a period of time, over a series of sales meetings, as a sales manager, what are some of your goals in improving your group overall and what commitments do you want from the team? The next step is also to brainstorm and prepare for possible objections, detractions, roadblocks, and excuses you have from your team. Just like when you go in to pitch that new client in for that final presentation after the request for a proposal, or after your proposal, as you sit in front of this group, you obviously sit down and think about what objections you're going to up, what concerns are going to be there, who may be against this organization purchasing my services, my solutions, or my products. Well, Our salespeople, in essence, as a manager, we're also selling ideas, concepts, organizational change new quotas, new ways of doing things, and so if this is true then what we need to do is brainstorm the objections, distractions, roadblocks, excuses are going to come up so we know how we're going to handle them in the sales meeting and move your team forward. And lastly, my suggestion for running effective sales meetings as well is get buy-in in advance from key people on difficult subjects or new initiatives. So yes, although you've got the title power, you're the boss, you've got influence because you've got punishment power and reward power, Often in sales teams, there are people within the team who may not have an official title like sales manager, yet have almost as much influence as you have within the organization. Maybe they're a top performer and they're well-respected. Maybe they've been along around around a long time. Possibly they know the CEO well. Possibly they've got really solid product knowledge or technical knowledge or contributed to training the staff. Whatever this might be, these people have extra pull in the organization and influence. If you've got a difficult change to propose or issues might be difficult to implement, it's often good in advance to get buy-in from these key people to make sure that whatever major change or initiative you're putting in as a sales leader, is going to be accepted overall from the group and that you have the key influencers on side. So that's just some quick tips for effective sales meetings. And this is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger Sales Podcast from ClosingBigger.net.